Welcome back, Bolt Fam, to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka here with you. How are you doing, man? How are you doing after that that rough loss yesterday? Man, I've been better. I've, I'm actually happy. We're recording this Monday. Typically, we do it Sunday nights. Um, I had some stuff come up. I had some things to do. Homework, yeah, it's all your homework fault. Homework related. Um, my bad on that. One of these days, we'll actually get our post-game episode recorded and out there when we're supposed to. We did pretty decent the first two weeks, but like, I'm honestly kind of happy that I gave it gave it a like a day just to kind of marinate a little bit because I probably would have went in and said some things that I necessarily didn't mean or I would have been really, really harsh come last night. But now that you know we've given it some time, we've gotten some injury news back, I'm kind of happy we're doing it now. But uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm okay. Um, I got a lot on my mind after that after that game yesterday, but I'm all right. Man. How are you doing? Yeah, good man. Uh, I had a great weekend. Besides the the outcome of the game, um, went to a really good volleyball match on Saturday, which was intense. Nebraska and Ohio mm-hmm. State mm-hmm. went to a fifth set, and the fifth set they only go to fifteen. And it was fifteen thirteen scurs. So it was a it was a thriller in Lincoln. But no, that was a fun fun one to go to. Um, no college football in Nebraska this weekend. So yeah, it was pretty much all on my fantasy teams and the Chargers. And I went two for two out of three in fantasy, and the Chargers got absolutely waxed uh, against the, the Jaguars. So that that was not good. But yeah, I mean, other than the the Chargers game, it was a good weekend. But it's just a painful day, painful NFL Sunday for me, yeah, for us. Yeah, I also went two and three in my fantasy. Got my first win in my money league, so that feels good. Um, but honestly, like fuck that, I would way rather the Chargers have come out and not absolutely dismantled my love for everything sports related yesterday. But you know what? It happened, man. And let's let's talk about it. How about? Yeah, well, before we get into it, uh, I don't have an icebreaker for you. So unless you have one, we can just jump right into this shit show of a game yesterday. But real quick, what what are you drinking? So actually, um, we just had some people over here Saturday. Um, no bars for me this weekend, but I went and picked up. You know, I wanted something, something cheap, something good. Um, first time ever, I actually got Rolling Rock with me. Ooh, um, yeah 18 rack was like 11 bucks which is ridiculously nice cheap. and honestly like for the price <laughs> like you can tell it's not the greatest quality beer but i don't mind the taste of them at all so that's that's kind of what i'm rocking with yeah is rolling rock i don't mind so, them it's one of those like i don't drink it unless like it's someone like off has it and offers it but like i don't mind them it's just yeah. i never think of like going to grab those when I'm at the store. Yeah, I was at like a, um, like a legit yeah, I was just like, you know, I've heard things about these. I'm just going to give it a try. So, I, and I, I like them so far. So, yeah, I got Rolling Rock with me today. Good stuff. You got a, a can crack for us? Yeah, I can get you with the can crack. There we go. There we go. There's your can crack Oof, for us. Crisp. Yes. All right, here. Here we go. Double it up, baby. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Yeah, I'm drinking. Um, have you ever heard of the the brewing company Two Pitchers? 
Uh, I believe I have. Yeah, it sounds familiar anyway. Yeah, pitchers like it's like a whole baseball. It's like a play on baseball. But uh, I'm drinking the Radler. It's a lager with grapefruit and a hint of blood orange. Grapefruit Radler. It's pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've had a Radler. Yeah. Grapefruit Radlers before. So 5.1%. There you go. Pretty tasty. So it'll get get me through this episode, but yeah, man, let's let's dive into it because, whew, I mean, what a what a turn of emotions, I should say, not I mean, and, and events, um, just over the last ten days, uh, being a Chargers fan. I mean, obviously, over the last three, you know, if we back it up, honestly, like think about where we were, where our levels of excitement were about a month ago versus right now. Like it's kind of been well, yeah. I mean, if you take, I mean. 10, let's say last in the last 12 days, not even the last two weeks, because 12 days ago would have been the day before the Chiefs game. Yeah. Just think about all the hype that we had going into that, um, you know, and even throwing it back to week one, you know, getting the win. I mean, a long off season to wait for that win. You know, you really want to beat the Raiders and you, and you start the season off on a high note, but just a couple of weeks later, like you mentioned, and here we are, uh, you know, Twitter has been a... <laughs> Twitter, like Chargers Twitter over the last 24 hours, the, the only like meme that comes to my mind that I think would do it justice is when like it's SpongeBob inside SpongeBob's brain and everyone's like running around. There's like fire. People are like throwing paper uh, and just fucking running around, like losing their minds. Like that's been Chargers like Twitter fact, over the last 24 hours. I like hours. the fact that you brought up memes. If we were doing an icebreaker, I would say what would be a meme to describe uh yesterday's events and mine would be the uh the jesus one and then the other dude and it says will you quit giving me your toughest battles and then jesus says lol how are you even still alive and then (laughs) yeah so a lot of memes a lot of disgruntledness on twitter chargers twitter is a weird place to be right now um it's more fun when we're i mean rightfully so like i mean there's there's legit reason for all of all the you know, the panicked chaos, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it right now on, on Twitter. But I mean, I think the biggest thing, the biggest frustration is, uh, you know, injuries are, injuries are going to happen sometimes, you know, when it rains, it pours, if you believe in that old adage, you know, sometimes it's going to come in, in big waves and it happens to a lot of teams. I know, I know people are gonna be like, well, it happens to the chargers like every year. And like, that kind of was the case for a few few years in a row, but the last couple of years we've been relatively uh, healthy. Last year, I think we were like the healthiest team going into the last week of the season, mm-hmm. um, so we were kind of on the other end of it. But we're back, we're back to the being bitten by the injury bug. And like, as much as I want to use that as an excuse for yesterday's game, like it's it's still not an excuse. You got just flat out crushed by the Jaguars and in every facet of the game. I mean, offensively, defensively, special teams didn't look that great. I mean, just outcoached and outplayed by a, a team that isn't better than you. So that that's never a good sign. Um, so, yeah, just, I mean, my, my feelings this morning when I w- woke up was, you know, I, I was – I was like just in like purgatory. Like I didn't know where to, I didn't know what, whether to be like optimistic, pessimistic. I was just neutral, but didn't know kind of how to react. 
And as the day went on and we got updates about some injuries, which we'll get into here in a second, uh, feeling a little bit better this evening, kind of like you said too, you know, once we gave it a full 24 hours to digest and, and let the dust smoke. But yeah, I mean, I just, I'm shocked that we got beat as bad as we did. I mean, if you lose this game in a fourth quarter battle where, you know, there's a crucial mistake, like like the chiefs game, you know, it's like, damn it. We should have had that one. Hey, but Herbert looked all right. Offensive line looked all right. Um, that's a completely different loss than, than losing 38 to 10 in a blowout. So I, I just, I don't know whether to be high or low or, or, or I mean, I, I'm frustrated and, and upset, but uh, looking long-term, I, I just don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea what, what's going to happen. Hey, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll butt in for a second, man. We got fucked. Like we got straight up, like every aspect of the game, we got absolutely obliterated in. Um, also for any of you guys on Twitter, I tweeted out last Wednesday or Thursday. I said, I got a bad feeling about Sunday and I got, I got a lot of, I got a lot of, uh, lash, a lot of, uh, a lot of people did not love that tweet from me. Uh, yeah. Eat your fucking words right now. Cause I, this was just one of those games that I just wasn't <laughs> feeling great about. And not only did we lose dude, we lost the game, but we lost a lot more than the game yesterday. Um, a lot of key pieces we're not going to be seeing for weeks. A few key pieces we're not going to be seeing for the rest of the season. Um, we just got straight up. We got flat out, out coached, out played, um, out physical. We got out any way that you want to put it. We got absolutely demolished yesterday by the Jacksonville Jaguars of all people. And I think that they're a legit team. I mean, that, that was one team that, I mean, I didn't see, I, Never in a million years could have seen us losing by four scores to them. I still don't think they're a play- the thing is I don't think they're a playoff team. I think in that division uh, they are in the NFC or in the NFC. I, I don't see I don't I don't think they are. I think I think they might get hot and and be a scrappy team and maybe finish five hundred. But uh, I, I still think it's going to be either the Colts or the Titans out of the South. I know the Colts have kind of had an interesting first couple weeks. So have the Titans, but I think those two teams are just coached really well and. Not saying that Jacksonville isn't. They are as well. But I just think one of those two teams are going to make it, and I think the AFC West is still going to be too competitive. I don't, I don't know. I don't see Jacksonville as a playoff team. And my biggest thing is, like, you're absolutely right. Like, Chargers got got dicked on yesterday. Like, it was not good. And the most frustra- one of the most frustrating, frustrating things about it was, like, where the hell is our depth? we've talked about it all off season. That's like one of the biggest things we've been excited about. Like, Hey, we got the big, yeah, we got the big name, uh, free agents, you know, the, the max and, uh, the JC Jackson's, the Bryce Callahan's and so on. But I mean, what about like, you know, where, where, where the hell is everybody? I mean, did Khalil Mack even play yesterday? Yeah, man. I, I don't, I don't know, dude. Now it's, now we're going to lose, Joey, we'll go over injuries in a bit, but now we're going to lose Joey for quite a few weeks, and then teams are just going to double Mac. We here and in my eyes, you know, I'm a glass half full kind of person typically, and this is kind of why I'm happy that we waited because yesterday all that I could think about was the negatives, and today, you know, I was kind of thinking like, well, you know, we could do this or this or this, but dude, in my eyes, this just feels like it feels like a place, it feels like an area we've been before as Chargers fans, and. I say that in not a great way whatsoever. It's just 
I yeah. don't know. I, I like you said, we're in purgatory right now. Like, where the fuck do we go from here? We we didn't just lose by twenty eight yesterday. We lost a lot more than just the game yesterday. And there's well, that's that's just not. I don't know. It's looking grim right now, just for the rest of the season. I know it's week three, but we are not sitting pretty right now. I tweeted during the game yesterday, and uh, can't can't pull it up right now. But it was some something verbatim of like, uh, you know, I'm surprised that we didn't like we didn't show more fight than this. Yeah, and it it just really showed me that like this team was underprepared to play yesterday. And that's particularly alarming because they had 10 days to prepare for the Jaguars coming off the, the week two loss at Kansas city. It, what, I mean, well, we can get into it. Let's do it. How are you feeling towards Staley and the staff right now? Um, I mean, give us your kind of just your overall assessment of, I mean, I know it's very early into year two, but it seems like the tides are kind of changing rather quickly on Brandon Staley, at least amongst fans. Um, you know, and he's had he's had critics from the start. He's had you know um, supporters from the start. Still does, but it just seems like the waters are getting really murky with him now. Um, so, like, what do you, what are your feelings towards Staley and the staff at this moment? I mean, if you would have asked me this 24 hours ago, I would have said fucking clean house, um, like right now, which obviously was a massive overreaction, which is why, again, I'm happy that we waited a little bit of time. But yeah, I, it's it really is playoffs or bust for Brandon Staley. Um, and come in year two, you, you think it's like if I he doesn't get like bust. I, with this roster, with everything that we've done in the offseason, obviously, yeah, now we've got injuries we got to worry about. But dude, it's we still had the talent to win yesterday. And you know, yeah. things need to be said about Joe Lombardi's play calling situation right now. And if Brandon Staley's not going to, you know, come out and change something about that, then I think that, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't really know where we go from here. I've, I've loved Brandon Staley since the day he was hired. I love his regime. I love what he did in the off season, but like now you got to start questioning it. You know, everybody's got all this high praise for him, but like, when is, when is this high praise going to start turning into wins? It it hasn't yet, and things just you got to start you got to start questioning people. Yeah, I, that, I mean that's a fair assessment. Um, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm not ready to call for his job or anything at this oh, moment. No. You know, I, I think I wouldn't go that far. I think if anything needs to get addressed first and foremost, it's the like you mentioned the offensive coordinator position, and Staley has every right to to put whoever he see seems fit sees fit there and yeah i think that that could be something to keep an eye on i mean if it these next couple weeks very well could determine joe lombardi's job i mean if they go into houston next week and lay another stinker and they start one and three and then let's say they who do we have after houston is it uh rounds i believe Yes, Cleveland. So then they come back. Let's say they win that. Let's say we start out two and three. Doesn't matter how these next two games go. We just two and three is 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 where we start. Um, that could. I mean, five games in, if the offense still looks like shit, and there's just no creativity, and there's no, um, just I don't know, gel on offense. Like I, I think 
the very first move that a coach could make is, Hey, let's, let's try something else on offense. Like let's, you know, we're six weeks in five weeks in, um, you know, we're behind a little bit. We need to get this thing rolling. Um, I think, I think Lombardi could be the first head to roll. I think he needs to be, I, I promote Shane day for all I give a fuck. Shane day is somebody that I think can call plays that will work to Justin Herbert's advantage. Yeah. Justin Herbert's not a hundred percent right now, but like, that throw that he made to Guyton yesterday from one hash to the other fucking 50 yards downfield was just absolutely insane. Like, he he has it in him. It's just about getting weapons healthy and keeping him clean in the pocket, which obviously now I don't know how the fuck we're going to do that for the rest of the year. But, you know, like, he has it in him, and Joe Lombardi just doesn't know how to call plays for somebody that's not 45 years old, apparently, so... Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing that I've noticed is just how predictable they are and how much creativity they lack on offense, which is really kind of, I mean, it's everything. It's frustrating, it's disappointing, it's upsetting to watch after how well, you know, they seem to to move the ball last year against defenses. And now it seems like, I mean, I, I can go through the numbers here real quick because I haven't pulled up. Um Mike Williams had one catch for 15 yards, the 15 yard touchdown. That was insane. Um, yeah. Insane catch, yes. Um, more importantly, oh no, it doesn't. It doesn't say targets. Okay, yeah, one catch for 15 yards. Um, DeAndre Carter had three catches for 31 yards. Gerald Everett two catches for 25, and then Josh Palmer had six for almost 100. So, and Guyton had two for 64. Dude, this... And Eckler had eight for 48. And but... This offense right now is the most one-dimensional offense ever. Austin Eckler has 80 total rushing yards through three games. And I'm not even going to blame that on play calling, but, what, like, why the fuck is it third and one and we run a pitch play that goes... That starts four, year, four yards in the backfield and we're just trying to pick up a yard? Yeah, glad you brought Eckler up because as I'm looking at the stats from yesterday, this this is even more alarming, I think, than those the one you just mentioned, the 80, 80 yards after three games. Guess how many carries Eckler had yesterday? I think 12. No, I don't know. I saw the stat line. I can't remember now, though. He had four carries. Oh, okay, yeah, never mind. Guess how many Sony Michelle had? had like seven, didn't he? He had five. Oh. So Sony Michelle has, as of, I mean, yesterday had a bigger role in this offense than Austin Eckler. Now, I mean, technically, Eckler out-received him. I was him. thinking touches, not carries. He had 12 touches, but yeah, four carries. But how are you going to run? Now, he did have five or 22 yards on five carries, so not a bad clip there. But, I mean, the point being is that this offense doesn't know what it's doing. Right. It, I mean... They're getting in second and eight, and then they're getting a, a five yard, a four yard uh, check down or or quick out, and it's third and four, it's third and three, and then they run the ball. Or the offensive line can't fucking protect Herbert, and he drops back, gets pressured, has to you know has to do something just to fucking extend the fucking sticks, which is like, dude, just come out and start fucking swinging. Like pass, pass, like fucking pass for the first three. I don't like. I mean, whatever. Just be aggressive. I mean, there's from the the blind eye as a fan just watching. 
Um, you know, it's just so predictable and so uninspiring. And this offense needs to fucking figure it out. Indeed, and that's the problem. Like, now we're going to be rocking with this. This team isn't going to make a signing. Like, let's be honest. We know them. They're not making an offensive tackle signing. That's just not something to expect. We're going to be rocking with Storm Norton. at like, Which is so fucking right stupid. And that this is when I think you like you can get mad yesterday at the players maybe for for not showing up or I mean at the staff too for not like but this is really where it comes back on the staff is you look at roster construction like how this roster is currently constructed we've had some gripes about it going through a training camp and and preseason but now th- these are the moments where you really start to be like why the fuck do we have three you know three quarterbacks why don't we have you know more tackle depth why don't we have uh, just more offensive line depth in general. Um, you know, I don't know, man. It, it, defensive end depth, uh, linebacker, depth, like everything. Like they just somehow this team is feeling a lot like prior Charger teams where it's so top heavy. And I don't get that because, you know, we signed some really good depth pieces this offseason, but now it just seems like. It's it's non-existent. It doesn't matter. See, this is why I tweeted something yesterday, or maybe it was earlier today, that said, you know, like this season could be wrapping up soon. Because going forward, you look at it, we got an all-star quarterback who's not near 100%. He looked like a shell of his former self yesterday with shitty play calling and now no protection on that O-line going forward or on that right yeah. tackle spot going forward. It's just with no rushing game. It's It seems like just an absolute recipe for disaster going forward. And it, no, it's, look, it totally you is. Look at the targets. Who's he throwing to that has speed? Jalen Guyton's the only guy on that on that receiving core that has you know breakaway speed, and now he's out for the year with a torn ACL. Like he's he's not throwing to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. He's throwing to Mike Williams, who's a great 50-50 receiver, but doesn't get separation, and Keenan Allen, who can get some separation, but is not going to put the burners on anybody. Like who? Who is he throwing to? And when's yeah. this Josh Palmer breakout happening? Yeah, he had 99 yards yesterday, but literally 50% of it came on a crossing route in the middle of the third quarter in trash time. Like, there's yeah. just a lot of concern going on right now in that offense. And I just, I don't see it getting, I mean, yeah, okay, I can see it getting better because, you know, you'll get Keenan back, but we're, we're going to be playing without Rashawn Slater for the rest of the year. And that might fuck us. No, that's gonna that's gonna hurt. That's gonna be excruciating for this offense um, going forward. And I, I said it before. The, I mean, I, I it was one of my keys to the the game in, in this last game against Jacksonville, and it was they have to win the line of scrimmage offensively and defensively. They have to control it. They have to win the trenches. And not only did they not do that yesterday, and, and they lost, but it was evident that with the injuries that we have like that, that's probably going to be the case most of the time going forward. Like, and that's a tough pill to swallow. Cause you're like, man, that's probably what chargers football is going to look like for the next eight to 10 weeks. If not the rest of the season going forward, like going forward, that's going to be this fucking same chargers we've seen in the past two, three years. It's going to be the same shit. We are going to, maybe sneak out some close games. We're going to lose games that we're not supposed to like just going forward with the lack of personnel that we're going to have now with the loss of, I mean, Joey Bosa defensively with a significant groin injury, who's week to week. 
you know, that, that 50 yard James Robinson touchdown run came right where Joey Bosa would be lined up at. And, you know, we, we just need dudes to step up. If Chris Rumpf can step up and become an absolute animal, then maybe we'll be fine. But like, other than that, teams are going to double Khalil Mack because there's not going to be a threat on the other side. And, interiorly i thought i thought sebastian joseph day played decent yesterday but other than that like fucking we still have that tillery guy on the team who absolutely sucks and you know i don't know man i don't know i just and if you know if our offense can't stay on the field that's a lot of reps for this defense that's already kind of banged up so that's that doesn't bode yeah. well for anybody and just to get a full rundown on the latest injuries i mean Rashawn Slater, torn bicep, out for the season. Um, Jalen Guyton, torn ACL, out for the season. Uh, Joey Bosa, they haven't specified the groin injury, what type of, I mean, it's a groin injury, but, I mean, they haven't really said anything more about it, and he is, Staley called him week to week, so I think that, in the Staley language probably translates to at least three or four weeks out. So probably headed to the IR. No, he was still kind of unsure about it today when they asked him, but you know, that that is what gives me hope that maybe it'll only be in that three to four week range is the fact that he didn't specify whether or not, or they're unsure if they'll put him on the IR yet. So that does give me some hope on that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that is some good news with Bosa. I mean, I think that's a, that's an injury that sucks, but Hey, if you can get him back, you know, even, even by like week eight or nine, which that would be like what five or six weeks from now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of lowballing it that way. But I mean, if you can find yourself, I mean, if you can be at five and four after nine weeks in the NFL or, or four and four with a bye, because I think the bye is week eight for eight us. Nine, yeah. So I mean, four and four, and then you get Joey Bosa back. Like it's a new season. So like this thing definitely ain't over yet. It's definitely not over yet. It's looking grim. It's got all the feelings and makings of another good old fashioned Chargers season. But I think that the, the injury that the two injuries to me that, that they just might not be able to come back from is Corey Lindsley and Rashawn Slater. Yeah. Like they they could probably lose another big guy on defense, and I would still be like, this defense can can step up when they need to and like they didn't keep, keep them in games. Yeah. And even then, like they kept like that. If you really want to look at it, like that defense as poorly as they played in the second half, like it was their first half performance that really prevented it from being uh, like in fucking very, I mean, you got to look that pick gave them a short field. The fumble gave them a short field and they gave up. Oh yeah. Guys. So it's been don't break. And, and that, that to me, those, those two turnovers fall on the offensive line. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of them falls on Sony Michelle for yeah, sure. For yeah. fucking dude, what is it with this team and drops? Even like but, Son- right. I honestly don't like Sony Michelle. Like, I, he just kind of just came comes in and just kind of takes Eckler's touches when Eckler deserves them, and it just kind of I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Just like, it, it, like when I look at the rushing sheet yesterday and see that Sony Michelle finished with twenty two yards, it just it aggravates me for some reason. Which I mean, we know that he's a skilled yeah. back, but like. I don't know, dude. Like maybe past pro, yeah, he's probably definitely more valuable than Josh Kelly. But still, like give give Eckler his carries, dude. Four carries yesterday. Obviously, the game script did not play into that because we were behind literally the whole game. But he only had twelve touches, which is just like that's crazy to me. Like they, how Lombardi hasn't 
hasn't based his entire offense around Eckler and Herbert kind of amazes me. Like if you gave Andy Reed and Austin Eckler, could you imagine yeah, <laughs> like disgusting. he would be, he would be like more of a household name than, than Christian McCaffrey probably yeah. like, I mean, so that, that's, that's like when I think about it from that perspective, then I really think of like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, Lombardi doesn't, I mean, he does not have this Lombardi fucking thing figured fucking out. sucks, dude. Like, I'm, I'll go in on Lombardi any day of the week at this point. Like, after week one, I was like, you know, he said the comments. He was like, yeah, I played a little bit conservative. Then we saw the shit that happened last week. And then we saw the shit that happened yesterday. It's just like, it's the same, it's the same shit. Like, get your, like, get it figured out, dude, for real. Because. Just fucking, like, you have, you have to find a way to fucking get the ball into your best skill players hands like mike williams having one catch yesterday is fucking ridiculous he did have six. like he had seven I, I, yeah i know like i get that keenan allen's out and like he's williams is going to grab more attention but you have to scheme him open as an as a coach as an offensive you have to find a way to scheme and you should like you have to have those plays in your repertoire of like you know, like the, like those types of scenarios. Like if one guy goes, I you know like, Hey, he's, he's our guy. We have to find a way. Like, I don't care if it's like with running picks or, you know, uh, like just getting, I don't know, fucking do something to, to get the ball in, in your best player's hands. Cause that's, what's pissing me off. All these fucking five yard, um, hitches to fucking, uh, Trey McKitty and, and Josh Palmer and, like it's just like that is not gonna like you gotta you gotta do more you gotta get those other guys touches and I I just I'm I don't know what else I to do fully, I was fully convinced that Trey, that Josh Palmer was gonna have a uh, uh, Tyron Johnson type season this year and we just haven't we haven't seen it they've given him his opportunities but he's just I don't know man I I still have I still have faith in him but like I saw a tweet yesterday that said. Uh, Josh Palmer was drafted what round three that year, and then I saw a fourth round pick, and it was Amon Ross St. Brown, and like that just like fucking yeah. stings. Give it, dude. Imagine if Justin Herbert had a Jalen Waddle or Terry Kill. Just imagine if we got Justin Herbert the Dolphins offense. Oh my god. Yeah, we have no yards dude, yeah. on this team whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I think I th- I I think that's that, those are luxuries like. I think the people screaming from the mountaintops, like we need to get Herbert like a speedy wide receiver. Like we don't need to, like it would sure as fuck be nice, but we don't need like we, you, you have the talent on your roster to, to do everything you want, but the one thing holding you back and it's been like, it's been an issue in the past and they've, the front office has patched it up at times and some years it kind of holds up. All right. And some years it just falls to complete shit. And it's the offensive line. And it's falling to shit this year. It's falling to shit fast. Like that to me is just and and they didn't fucking address right tackle. That's like the one the one fucking position they they should have and probably should have addressed like immediately this offseason was get tackle help. Because the Chargers offensive line is looking like that fucking meme of that that horse drawing where it starts <laughs> off with like a fucking beautiful yeah. portrait and then it just turns into a fucking stick figure horse. Yeah. Like 
Thanks. And now it's, it looks, it's all stick figure because <laughs> Rashawn Slater just you got lost for the season. So like I, that from that perspective, I don't see this offense doing much more. I, I think they can, they should, well, they should definitely have better games than they had this last weekend uh, going forward. But I think the, the version of the offense that we saw this, this last, this week could possibly be the fucking hell that we're going to have to live in until either Joe Lombardi is fired at some point during the season and someone else takes over play calling duties or we just fucking go on a losing streak and get eliminated. Like, yeah, I don't know at this point what else they can do. I mean, it's too late. It's too fucking late. They can't address this line. Like it should be addressed. See, here's, and so here's my hope. Here's my hope going forward. Like, you know, I, I, there's a lot of negatives that are piling up, but I'm just trying to kind of see through all the bullshit and just kind of get down to nitty gritty and try to find some positives. You know, if we, you got to look at our schedule coming up, Texans, what's their pass rush looking like? Drake Greenlaw. Um, like I can't even really name dudes on that defense for you. Good. We can handle that. Pipkins has looked pretty decent so far this season. And, you know, you got to look at – we played all last season with a pretty shitty Pipkins and a pretty shitty Storm Norton. Um, you know, I, I think that that's a game that we can we can handle. Browns, Miles Garrett scares the absolute fucking piss out of me. Um, so just maybe have Pipkins or somebody step up and chip him. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I, I think we got a timetable about five – four or five weeks here until we get, you know, our all-star quarterback 100% healthy again. Um, I don't expect them to sit him or anything, but I think that, you know, a, a 100% healthy Wait, Herbert you, can make a shitty O-line work. Okay. Here's the thing. I think that's maybe I'm glad you brought that up because I just, I disagree. I don't think he's going to be 100% for the rest of the year. Like, this is one of those injuries that it like he's not going to get fully healed until the off season where he finally like when he finally has an opportunity to sit and do nothing for six weeks like that is the only way I think he is going to really feel like pain free back to being like this the whole rest of this season is going to be uncomfortable for Justin Herbert like and I, I think we saw it in this game, like we saw him make some amazing throws like he does, but we also saw him go 25 for 45. Yeah. Like that, that's a big drop off. The Jaguars, dude. The Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, the the Jaguars have a, have a great defense. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, and, 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 and there's, there's some drop, there's some drops in there. Like I get it. Like it's not all Herbert, right? The turnover wasn't his fault. You know, Sonny Michelle has got to make that catch. Uh, Mike Williams had a drop, you know, that would have kept the drive alive. Um, so th- this, it's not all on Herbert and it's not all his fault, but I think, I think he is not going to be 100% for the rest of the year. So I don't know. I mean, I get, I, I understand where you're coming. I'm actually happy that you kind of said that because I didn't really take into account, you know, the longer that we have, you know, Storm Norton out there, the more shots that he's going to take. 
in my eyes, I was, I was yeah. thinking, you know, like if he obviously this is like probably a six week, you know, pain free timetable, but that's if he's doing fucking nothing. So yeah, like he's gonna. I mean, look, it, it could. I mean, who knows? It could. It could only. It could get worse, and they could shut him down for the year, or he somehow gets through the fucking the entire year, and he's just gonna be fucking like so glad that the season's over and we're not in the playoffs so he can finally like heal and get this thing right or who knows maybe, maybe we fucking make the playoffs and he plays through it and he's just a fucking baller so but, sad that we're- i mean either way it's not going to be the same herbert Dude, it's so sad like, that it's week three and we're questioning the playoffs that's so sad yeah it's it's crazy man it's 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 like i said to, at the beginning of the show is it's a complete 180 from where we were just 12 days ago um, and injuries have 95% to do with it. I think like 95% or yeah, 95% injuries and like 5% just mismanagement or, or staffing is- issues. I don't know. Call it whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, we're, we're going to get some of these guys back. You know, Parham's going to come back hopefully this week. Uh, JC Jackson's day to day. He's medically cleared so he can practice. Um, we should get him back this week. Corey Lindsley should be back to practicing this week and Keenan Allen. So as banged up as we are, there's only a couple of really big blows and they're big. I think Slater, you know, I think Slater might be the most valuable player on this team. (laughs) Like now that he's out, I think, yeah, I mean, it shows you just how much we, you know, how huge he is that offense. And yeah, dude, like, you could have taken almost anyone besides Slater for the year, and it would have, it still would have sucked. You could have probably taken Derwin James for the year, and I still think this team could be okay. Going, you know, like, I mean, yeah, it would still be a, a tough pill to swallow, but like Rashawn Slater, man, fuck that. That's a that's a crucial piece. Yeah, yeah, I know it's. Shit, man. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you got to think that 2018 year. I believe we started one and two. Um, and here's the thing. I mean, I pull up the schedule real quick. Um, because yeah, I, I think they can bounce back and get a win in Houston. Um, this weekend, then. You know, they have to go to Cleveland. That's not going to be an easy game. I mean, no Deshaun Watson, but hey, I think they can win that game. I think they can beat the Broncos. I mean, the Broncos have, they were so lucky to win that game. I mean, both those teams played absolutely like dog shit last night, but they don't scare me at all. And that's still one, two, three weeks away. So I don't think we'll have Bosa back by then, but. Definitely have a JC Jackson on the field and hopefully no more big injuries. But I mean, I, I can see us winning that game. I can see us winning the Seahawks game, like Falcons, Niners. I mean, really up until we like this stretch, this one, two, three, four, five, six, six week stretch that we go on before we play the Chiefs again. I, I this is a, this is our season right here. Yeah. No, I. Because after, I mean, because then once you play the Chiefs, then, I mean, later, you know, later on in the year, the, the schedule gets a lot tougher. 
I mean, Cardinals at, at Phoenix, that's not going to be an easy game. You got the Raiders again, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts uh, around Christmas. Like the Colts could get hot. You might not want to play them at that time of year. The Rams, January 1st. And then you got to finish the year at Denver, January 8th, which could be a fucking, who knows what that game could be. Um, so this stretch that they have from October 2nd to November 13th, there's six games sandwiched in there. Yeah. The Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Niners. So many winnable this, games there, though, man. That's why that, that's, that's and that, that's gonna, it, that's exactly why. Like this, this stretch is going to tell you how the season. Like if they come out of this six game stretch four and two or better, they're going to be all right. If they're even three and three, because some quick math that puts you at four and six, like four and six, and you got to play the Chiefs. Raiders, Dolphins, Titans, Rams, Colt, like, like, very winnable games, but it's can they actually get it done over the next six weeks? Because things are going to get a lot harder later on. And it sucks that we're already talking about, like, having crucial stretches of the season. And it's week three. But that's what happens when you, that's what happens when you lose by 28 to the Jaguars. So. Yeah, man. I yeah, don't know. and I, I just, I want to say too, like as, as much as we've been talking about injuries, this is what pissed me off the most about yesterday's game is like they still have the talent on the field to beat the fucking Jaguars. They just look straight up uninspired. Like, like they the, just look straight like they didn't even want to fucking be there yesterday. Yeah, and the the defense. I mean, I don't know, man. Like Staley did not. Like this was easily Staley's worst game as a pro, as a head coach. I think, I mean, I know they had some tough losses last year, but I think this is easily his, his like ugly first ugly moment as a coach. I, I mean, leaving Justin Herbert in, I couldn't, I, in garbage time. I can't remember an uglier game than yesterday. Like I'm trying to picture. Like it was Anthony of- Lynn. It was Anthony, Anthony Lynn level bad. Like it gave me flashbacks to Anthony Lynn era. I mean, yeah, I've seen a lot of ugly Chargers games in the past. Like, yeah, but yesterday was uglier than the Texans game last year. Yesterday was... Wow, yesterday, like... I'll one-up you. Yesterday was as ugly, maybe not if uglier, than the 45 nothing lost the Patriots. Uh, I forgot about that one. But yeah, that one was also pretty ugly. But I don't know, man. It's just like, it's... It's it kind of just seems like our dream off season, our dream scenario, everything we we're supposed to be. All of a sudden, we're going into week four, and it's just come to a screeching halt, and it's come crashing down already, which is just so depressing. But, but dude, maybe it's maybe it's true, man. Maybe this is just a franchise that just won't ever. I don't want to say it, but like maybe that just maybe they're cursed. Maybe it just will never come to fruition maybe this is just a franchise that just will never be able to get it done and that sucks to say but i mean shit man we've had so many hyped up off seasons and so many times where it's like yeah this is like where we can capitalize and we just don't we just don't we just never have since i've been a fan i've been a fan since i was seven years old i'm 21 years old now obviously there's people out there that have been fans a lot longer than you and me have been 
But again, they've probably just been met with disappointment as well so many times through this franchise. Maybe it's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't get it, but. I think, and we can start kind of wrapping this up, but look, we've gotten a lot out, a lot of frustrations. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are still feeling very strong. I mean, like you said, you gave we gave ourselves 24 hours to kind of decompress. Um, and there's probably still people out there that, you know, are, are really jacked up about yesterday's game. But, I mean, the glimmer of hope is the NFL is a wild, wild league. Crazy shit happens every week. And teams can get hot. Teams can go on runs. So it's not like the Chargers can't put a couple wins together, um, you know, get back to over five, 500 or even over, over 500 and get some guys back, you know, get, get the train moving a little bit. And, and, uh, you know, hopefully by the time November 20th comes around and they play the chiefs again, that that's a significant game. And, and that, you know, winner takes the lead in the, in the AFC West or whatever it may be. Um, and I think that's definitely possible. Like, hey, as shitty as the, the situation is right now, we get the Texans, the Browns, the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Falcons, the Niners. Next six weeks. Like, that's a hell of an opportunity. And I'll be as bold to say this. I think these next six weeks is determine Brandon Staley's job. Yeah. I'm. How about no, that? I, I agree with you, man. I, You know, it's just, I, I again, I think it's playoffs or bust this year. Uh, I won't go playoffs or bust, but over 500 or bust, you know, if you have a coach that starts out, you know, nine and eight, both of his first two years, you're probably going to keep him around. But, you know, it, I think, again, yeah, these next six weeks, it should be smooth riding. At least thinking back on what we were thinking a few weeks ago, it should be smooth riding. But now I don't, I don't know. I think every single game is going to be a sweater going forward. So. Yeah, I mean. All we can really do now is just hope that, you know, the guys that are banged up are, are back at practice this week. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, he- I'm heading to the game this weekend. So I'd love to see a W and snap my losing streak. So that would be great. Um, it'd be great to see the boys, you know, put this ugly, ugly loss behind them. I think everyone in that building wants to put it behind them. Coaches, staff, front office, players, the fans. Like it's just, I mean, let's let's forget about it. Let's erase it, and you know, you, you have to put it behind you because it's only week three. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, we saw that last year. We started out what four and one, five and one last year, four and one. Did we start out that good last year? I think we were four and one. I don't know if we got to five and one, no, but, but we were five and two. We started out five and two, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I don't know. So look how that fucking ended up, <laughs> you know, like, uh, there's no saying that we can't revert, you know, kind of have a, you know, reverse season in the fact that we can get on a, a hot streak and, and finish it on the right note and, and roll into the playoffs. But I still think this is a playoff team. Like I, I've been seeing, I've been seeing some stuff on, on online Twitter. Like this is a fringe playoff team now. Like I still know, like they, the talent is still there. Like you can't go from Super Bowl contender to losing one guy and and be a French playoff team. Like I'm sorry, that's not how it works. Like your roster is still a Super Bowl contender. I, I 
whether or not that ends up being the issue, like I like I think the bigger bigger issue to look at at this point at this point is the staff okay. going yeah. forward and how they respond and how Lombardi comes out and calls games, how Staley calls games on the defensive side, because um, the talent's still there. So that injuries suck. They happen to everyone, more so to some teams than others. But I'm just like. I don't know. I'm like, unless we get 2016 Chargers level hit with injuries, where it's like I, we have guys I've never heard of playing starting, then like I, like I, when we get to that point, I'll use the injury excuse. But for now, like it's losing Slater sucks, but that doesn't take you away. That doesn't take you from being a Super Bowl contender to a French playoff team. I just wanted to get that out there because I saw that. And I was like, I, I disagree. Like, this is still, this is why I think people need to get off Staley's dick a little bit and and kind of call him out on his shit. You know, it's like, as much as people love him and he's a great speaker at the podium, he does he says all the right things, but it's like, dude, what the fuck was that? <laughs> what, just, what was that game yesterday? Like, so I don't know, man. It's, I'm trying to, trying to keep his level here. I don't want to end on like a super positive note because I'm still fucking pissed and upset, but I don't want to end on a fucking just shitty note either. So, um, yeah, man, I, I don't know what to think. I don't really either, dude. I just, fuck, man. Like, it wasn't even, I didn't even enjoy watching Chargers football yesterday. And I, I, I honestly, Last time I could say that was before the Justin Herbert era. Well, I mean, that blowout to New England, I guess. But, like, I literally the second that I turned it on on my computer, it was just kind of, you know, I just wasn't wasn't feeling it, um, which sucked. Yeah. But they got to figure Yeah, they came out flat from the jump. And it's just, yeah, man, it's tough to they watch. It's like, it you know. Something's got to change. And I, if any team – has the talent to go on a run this season. I mean, look at the AFC West. AFC West is struggling right now. I mean, you got the Broncos who have looked fucking horrible sitting at two and one. Uh, Chiefs are at two and one after a bad loss yesterday. And then you got the Raiders at 0 and three, which is the yeah. fucking laughing. And, and the Broncos, the Broncos are two and one, but could really be 0 and three. Yes. They shouldn't, they should have won like, last night. Probably should, probably should be 0 and three. Like when you think about, I mean, they, beat the Texans and they didn't even beat them by much and they barely beat the Niners and Jimmy G like, I'm sorry, dude, he, I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking because I'll probably get canceled. Like if I said it, like he just looked terrible, like not. Yeah. Just I'll leave it at that. It's bad, 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 bad. Um, so yeah, they they can easily be 0 and three. I think the chiefs, like that to me was just a, a typical, like, that was your standard like Chiefs loss. Like they lost in a thrilling game, came down to the last couple of seconds, and it, they just got they just got got. Like it's gonna happen to them every now and then. Um, I still don't think they lose more than five. So you know they're gonna lose a handful just on some crazy ass shit. Like it's the NFL. You know other teams are are just as talented in a lot of aspects of the game. So yeah, that that one I think the Chiefs are still. I mean. I wouldn't be surprised if we looked up in three weeks and the Chiefs are five and one. So I would have to look at their schedule coming up. I know they got Tampa Bay next week, so that's definitely not one to, you know, give them an automatic win for. But yeah, I mean, 
depends what what kind of Mahomes we get. But yeah, man. I mean, I think. I mean, it's still too early to say. I think we're we're out of the AFC West race because when you look at it on paper, it's only a game behind Kansas City. But I also think, like, in two weeks, we could be three games behind. <laughs> Or two, you know, or two games behind, and then we clearly like momentum is just like they start to kind of pull away. Um, no, I mean playoff race, man, it, it hasn't even started yeah. yet. So no, man, I, it's gonna be a long season when it comes to wild card and and just getting in. But I think you got to keep an eye on the Chiefs because yeah, they're like thank God they lost yesterday. Otherwise, they'd be three, you know, and they'd be two games ahead. So it's like it's not going to take much for them. You can blink and they can be three games up on you. So I just want to throw that out there because if you don't, if you don't keep pace with them, you're not going to have a shot. Yeah, dude, I was, I was fully prepared to go ahead and just press the panic button last night. But like, then you just got to realize, you know, it's week three. Yeah. It's not looking great going forward, but like you mentioned, the NFL is a crazy ass league. Shit happens. And, who knows? We could be we could be completely fine, or we could. Yeah, step one, just gotta 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 bounce back, even the boat, get everyone to two and two. You know, get the, you know, get everyone back to neutral, and and you know, just start stacking them one on top of the other. So, big game coming up this week in Houston. I will be there. You will not be. I will send you pictures. I'm kind of okay with not going after that fucking shit show I watched yesterday. So. <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm like, fuck me, man. If they, if I'm sitting box seats to this game, so it'd be nice to just see a great game and and uh, annoy some Texans fans and yeah, just like that's that's what I want, man. So get us back to two and two, and hopefully this team looks a little bit more inspiring than the team that was out there yesterday. So, but anyways, that's gonna do it for us today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chargers Patter Hour. This has been episode number 37. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at Patter Hour Pod LA for all of the latest news and updates about the podcast and about our bolts. Thanks. Bolt up.